Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibility. I said, one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio right here on Biloxi's Back Bay, where we're supposed to get an epic amount of rain today. Welcome to Super Talk Outdoors, where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime. The world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi, because we are the capital of the outdoors in America. I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi uh, radio network or on Super Talk TV at C Spire TV. Or you might be watching the show on YouTube or Facebook or listening on your favorite podcast. It's November the 13th. 2023. I especially want to thank the title sponsor of Super Talk Outdoors, the Foundation. The formal name of this organization is the, F- the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. They're the only outdoor foundation that directly supports the Mississippi Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. I'm thrilled to have them as a sponsor. This is a dedicated uh, group of volunteer leaders that are more aligned today than they ever been aligned before. And uh, man, I'm thrilled to be associated with their great leadership. By the way, the views on this show are mine, not those of the foundation. So when it comes to outdoors and outdoors issues, you can count on me to say what needs to be said. And you should know that there are still forces out there who seek to silence my voice. Uh, They don't like when I speak truth uh, and and that I watch those who are responsible for Mississippi's conservation efforts very, very closely. I don't pick unnecessary fights. The, the truth is I actually don't say 90% of what I know. Uh, I'm a former newspaper publisher, so I understand deeply the how the public process works. And I will always use my years of experience with First Amendment with with the first amendment that that first amendment obligation on uh, on making sure that we hold those in positions of power around our conservation efforts in mississippi hold them accountable uh, i have no fear when it comes to speaking truth to power that's why it's important that i have an independent voice so my message to the outdoorsmen and women of this state and to the hard-working and dedicated men and women of the department of wildlife fisheries and parks I have your back. I have your backs. And I'm thrilled to have the multimedia power of Supertalk behind me. 12 radio stations that are part of the Supertalk network. Another 24 radio stations in Mississippi that are part of the Supertalk family. And 51 radio stations that are part of the Supertalk news network. And then you add to that Facebook and YouTube and pod, podcast platforms. Um, 
You, Super Talk is strong, really strong. This show has a major voice because of the power that Super Talk brings to it. And I am honored, extremely honored, to be in this position. And I thank you, I thank you every day for for being here to to be a listener and to uh, join in our efforts to love the capital of the outdoors, Mississippi. So now let's shift gears and move over to my friend Jordan Blissett. Uh, Jordan is. Uh, it's been fun watching Jordan. You know him from his primo sex points. He's in the real estate business. He does he does land consulting. For example, if you're in the wildlife conservation efforts and you want to improve your hunting situation on your on your farm, uh, Jordan's the guy you need to talk to. But he's a good friend of mine. He's been on the show many times, and I'm thrilled to have him back. How you doing, my friend? Doing good. I appreciate you having me. I'm just uh, I'm tickled to death with getting some moisture outside. Listen, buddy, I was up at the Delta this weekend, and we got there Thursday, last Thursday, and the rain came. Look, let me tell you what we did. Thursday, we've been waiting. We had we planted everything. Where we drilled, we've had some seeds come up because a little bit of moisture underneath the seed. Where we did old school tilled where we couldn't get the drill, we didn't have any uh, germination at all, which is fine. I mean, the seeds have been sitting there. So the goal was to get... Uh, I think, you know, nearly two tons of fertilizer out across three farms Thursday. And uh, my friend uh, Mark Creech went up a little early. I had to wait till after my show. And then Terry Waldrop went up. He joined Tra Travis Dunn, and they they started the process. And when I got there, I helped him finish the third farm. And we got it done. Listen, we're finishing up. Terry and I realized that there was a section where we didn't till and we didn't drill. And we said, man, it's going to be weird to sit in this, in this particular food plot and not have that planted. So we ran back over to the farm and grabbed three bags of wheat and, and got it out and literally as we're spreading the wheat, it starts to sprinkle. And it rained and rained and rained. It was never super heavy, but over between a half an inch and an inch. And it was great to get, my friend. Those good soaking rains. We needed it some kind of bad. I did the exact same thing you were talking about. I had, uh, down here in Rankin County, I had uh, two more plots I needed to, I hadn't done anything to. I bush hogged them a few weeks ago. And I started to disc them, and the disc was bouncing on the ground like I was trying to fill up my driveway. And uh, I just said, I'll come back and do it another uh, another day. And uh, it started raining, I guess, Friday here. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to just go put seed out see what happens. And <laughs> I just planted it about double the planting rate I normally would. So if I can get 50% germination out of it on bare ground, we'll be okay. Well, you will because, as you know, I've done this on farmland a lot where they've already rode it and I can't go in and, and plow it. We don't. This is a farm we used to have. We put seeds out on top of the ground. The rain would find, you know, wash the seeds into the little cran, you know, nooks and crannies. And they always grew really nicely. You, you, obviously, some of it won't germinate, but most of it will. So you, you'll do fine. you got experience with that and you know what that looks like. But it, man, I tell you what, though, it was very interesting because, as you know, the way Travis describes it is baby powder. I mean, it's just that's how that's how dusty and hard the ground was. And so uh, Mark and I got up the next morning. I guess it was yesterday morning, actually. And we said, you know, it's interesting. It went from not feeling at all like hunting season. Not, you couldn't even get in the mood because of so much dust to suddenly it's cool and wet and drizzling. Suddenly you feel like it's just great. We got one farm we got to take 20 does off of. We got five off of it so far. And while I was hunting, it drizzled the whole time we were hunting. Oh, my goodness, Jordan. It was a wonderful reminder of why we do what we do. 
Yeah, those are the good days when you feel like it's you're out there hunting in the elements and feel like a real man, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it really is. Listen, I, I shared on the uh, speaking of honey, I shared on the sh- show a week or two ago, a friend of mine who is from California who moved here, a great friend, he doesn't get hunting at all. And somebody sent him a picture of a kid's first buck, and he didn't know how to respond to it. And um, he'd been taught by his dad, he grew up in New York, not to like hunting, not to like guns or any of that stuff. And I sat down and tried to figure out, okay, now what would I say to someone like that? And I wrote him a long note, and I shared it on the show a couple of weeks ago. But one part of that was this, um, and, and I've actually, well, the team posted this at Super Talk Outdoors, along with a reel, because hunting is so much not about shooting that deer or that duck. It's about the experience. And here's what I posted. I just want to get your reaction to it. The Mississippi hunting tradition is about bonding with family members and strengthening relationships. It's about providing an opportunity for generations to come, to gather, to share, together, to share experiences and pass down knowledge and skills from one generation to the next. Trips to our hunting grounds involve storytelling and laughing uncontrollably. It's about teaching valuable life lessons and a respect for nature and instilling a sense of safety and responsibility in each other and our kids and our grandkids. And it's about a year-round appreciation for our outdoors landscapes and how those landscapes deeply define us. This is hunting. Um, and I'll be, we'll be, do, we're going to do, we're going to do a little series of this is hunting. So people can understand that's not what people thought hunting was. I thought hunting was about killing an animal, but that's just part of the process. What, when you read that, what, what came to mind to you? Man, I just, I completely agree on the, on the memories part, like the experience of being in hunting camp. Cause I, I think about it all the time. I was like, where would I be at in life without having those experiences as a young kid? probably look a lot different than it is now because I've been fortunate enough to have a, just a burning passion for the outdoors that I made it a career and tried to figure out a way to make a living to do it. And, uh, you know, just growing up here in Mississippi, we have so many opportunities to enjoy outdoors. And uh, just looking back on it, from my experiences, the memories, I got in my first fight at a deer camp. Me and my best friend to this day, we duked it out up in the, up in the camp house one day, and that's something we talk about now every time we're together. But I mean, it wasn't fun at the time, but it's one of those memories I remember. Like I guess yesterday, it's a it's a funny story to think about a good memory of fighting at the deer camp. But <laughs> hey, what made me who I am part partly, you know, is all those experiences being around those older men back in the day. I grew up in a dog running camp in uh, Scott County, Mississippi, so it was all about the memories and experiences and just having a good time rather than the actual killing of an animal. Like, yeah. I never even killed a deer, but we had a good time trying. Hey, listen, <clears throat> my son Jordan and I, we hunted down here in South Mississippi for the first part of his life. And uh, the majority of the hunts we went on, we never actually saw a deer, you know. And um, I never will forget, we first we f- finally saw one, and we shot it. It was just a big day in his life, you know. And, of course, as, as I continued on with my career and had success in my career, the opportunities grew, and, you know, things came to fruition for us as a family. But... 
gosh, man, I wouldn't trade anything for any of that. We'll, we'll actually continue that part of the conversation when we get on the other side of the conversation with uh, my friend Jordan Blissett, and we'll find out what is he up to these days. He's got he's got a lot of hands and and a bunch of different fires these days uh, with his living. He's done. He's had tremendous success. We'll talk to you more about that when we come back on the other side. We'll see you after this break. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of rain, cloudy skies, high near 68. Tonight, a 40% chance of showers, cloudy, low around 55. Rain likely for your Tuesday, cloudy skies, high near 64. And for your Wednesday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, cloudy skies, high near 61. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Hi, I'm Jeff Good, and here's the good news. This isn't a political ad. All I have to share is one simple thing, hospitality. I'd like to offer the gift of something kind and nice and good for your friends and family this Christmas, the gift of hospitality. The Bravo Broad Street Salamuki's 3-in-1 gift card sale has started. Buy three, get one free, and 10% goes to charity. The 3-in-1 gift card is good at any of our Jackson-based restaurants, and it never expires. Purchase at one of our restaurants or online at 3in1giftcard.com. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas and happy holidays. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed state of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Hi, I'm Thomas Trammell, owner of Family Termite and Environment. We're a family-owned and operated business, and we care about our customers and treat them like family. In Mississippi, we have all four seasons and every weather condition, sometimes all on the same day. Environmental changes attract different types of household pests to our homes. No matter what type of pest you're dealing with, Family Termite is here to answer your questions and help find a solution. Call us for all your pest and termite control needs. That's Family Termite at 601-933-1014. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. All the folks in the Capital City metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors as we continue to celebrate the capital of the outdoors in America, Mississippi's outdoors. Wow. 
what a what a wonderful state we live in. I've got my friend Jordan Blissett with us. You know him from the Primos Hunting Team. He's in the real estate business. He does wildlife and conservation land uh, uh, consulting. He, he, he does it all. It's been interesting to watch him. I told him before the show started, build this layers and layers of his career around his love of the outdoors. It's been a fun journey for you, hasn't it, my friend? It has. I really, uh, I mean, I tell people all the time, I get asked all the time, like, how did I get into this? And <laughs> I just kind of really fell into it, but I had a passion for it to begin with. Because, I mean, when I was like 12, 13 years old, like, if you'd asked me what I wanted to do for a living, I would have been like, I want to hunt. And I always thought that was a long shot, but uh, ended up happening just by taking the right steps and taking a few chances, you know? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Hey, listen, uh, I was uh, I was reflecting uh, during the break a bit about this no notion of this is hunting and explaining about landscapes and experience and all the things that you and I were talking about and storytelling. To me, storytelling is the funnest part because, you know, if I go back and remember, I've seen just about every Primo's out hunting outdoor show. I just love the authenticity of it. And I know that you've got great experience in doing that. And I think about the the, the life that we have in, in our my little small hunting uh, club. It's a family, little family thing I put together. Um, and, the, and the families that we have access to. My friend Travis Dunn, who lives in Greenwood, um, when he tells a story, it's so funny because he he tells it in layers. You know, he'll he'll give you like, you, you, okay, if you just hear the first two layers, you don't know where he's going, and then he keeps telling you these layers, and it gets funnier and funnier. And he was telling a story at dinner the other night, and then he uh, one of the, one of the layers said, he said this, he said. Um, then I let the weenie dog out and went and got my gun. <laughs> but, you know, where did the weenie dog come from? But, you know, it, it, when you're in the hunting camp, and everyone who's listening to this who loves hunting and loves the outdoors know exactly what you and I are talking about. But it, there are those moments when you laugh uncontrollably, when you realize this is why I'm here. This is why I want my kids to experience this. You've been there about a thousand times, haven't you? And we had some fun, especially at the Primo's camps. One thing you're talking about funny stories, like one time uh, we played a trick on Jimmy and uh, he was cooking steaks one night. He had killed a deer and got all excited about it. And, uh, he said, I'm going to go get some steaks and feed y'all steaks tomorrow night. Well, he got steaks, and while he was inside the house, I think Troy snuck out there and turned the grill wide open, and it's burning steaks all up. And it was, uh, he looked out the window, and there's flames coming out the top of the grill, and he went to raising all sorts of cane about that. And that's just something we've laughed about for years afterwards. <laughs> Well, look, man, we cherish our steaks. I mean, we absolutely cherish the steaks. So if anybody ever did that, <laughs> we we would laugh as we uh, beat him to a pulp. <laughs> he, was, he was mad, boy. I can see Jimmy, man. You know, I can see Jimmy being mad about something like that. So, you know, it's it's been interesting watching you sort of, you know, your, your, as you advance your career and really get into real estate and learning about land management and all that. That's been a that's been a terrific business for you, hasn't it? Man, I've really enjoyed doing it. Uh, I never saw myself being an actual real estate agent. I always wanted to do something like management wise. And uh, it's just, it's tough to make a living if you don't do both in today's yeah. market. One thing I like, kind of a backstory how I got into real estate was I actually met 
a guy named by the name of Thad Miller like five or six years ago. We were actually in a turkey camp in Tennessee, and um, he was friends with Brad Ferris, and uh, we were actually sitting there in camp talking, and he's like, where are you from, Jordan? And I was like, over in Scott County. And uh, he said, you know any of them blizzards over there? I was like, well, yeah, I am one. And he <laughs> said, well, by darn, we're cousins. And uh, we got to doing family history and ended up being kin folks. And uh, later on, he, he's been doing land and recreational selling land for years and years and years. Well, a few years passed and we had became pretty good friends. And he came and said, thinking about starting a real estate company up, would you be willing to get your license and start doing this with me? And I was like, heck yeah, I never thought I'd be doing it, but I'll give it a whirl. And uh, we're, we're in year four now of open season properties getting created and trying to get it off the ground. And it's been fun. It's been some challenges, say the least, but it's, it's been a, an enjoyable process. But, you know, Jordan, we live in a challenging environment. I came from the real estate business. My family was in it. My son's a real estate lawyer. He's a banking lawyer, too, and does other stuff as well. But big, big real estate business. And high interest rates have a way of impacting that. But, you know, what's interesting is that people, you know, he does a lot of cash closings now. I think I mentioned before we started the show. So people with money are still buying property. And they want to buy property from people they trust, you know. And, uh, you know, you bring such a, a sort of a great foundation of trust to the table and, and an awareness about you that you spent your whole life, literally your whole life, going to places and learning from people, some of the best in the industry, about how to maximize property. And uh, it's been fun watching you, man. You go into a new, new piece of ground that hasn't been maximized. That's got to be so much fun for you. It's been a blast. Uh, we've been working on a pretty big project this summer and now in Sharkey County this year. And this uh, one of these deals that was a hunting lease for years and years and years. And we, we purchased it and uh, working on developing it. And we're going to put half of it on the market, half of it going to keep for just a duck hunting place. And uh, it has been a, 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 a cool experience kind of seeing how that thing has just came came and gotten better in the last three or four months you know we started pumping water on the duck holes a few months ago or a few weeks ago i'm sorry after we had planted millet and tried to do everything we could to get some food in there this summer that's been a challenge but uh and some of the guys over last week and saw mallards in every one of the holes and that's been a it's been it's so cool seeing that come from you know just a eight foot tall coffee weed patch to something that's got some food in it that you can take care of your animals and actually seeing them using it already. So that's, yeah. that's part of what I love. I, I do too, man. The, the first farm that I had the opportunity to lease, we had it for six years. And uh, we gave it up last year because we got a, a really wonderful opportunity that came, came available to us. And we, we took advantage of that. But the owner just gave me carte blanche. Said, this is your land. Go do whatever you want to do. So we put roads in and started from scratch, really. I mean, they had just done some clear cutting. And over, the, over about two or three years, that clear cutting, you know what happened to the clear cutting from a, from a deer perspective. It was just incredible watching that. But I had fun doing it. And then uh, picked up a tree farm that we had the opportunity to make some refinements to and it's fun it's fun watching the fruits of your efforts kind of come come to bear isn't it sometimes man you know i always tell everybody i'm talking to if i go look at a property or whatever i'm like it's not you're not going to see the fruits of this within a year 
it's going to take three years minimum. This is kind of what I tell everybody. It's three years of the work before you start seeing the fruits of that labor. Mm-hmm. And a lot of cases, it's a five-year project before you can really see what a farm can turn into. You know, that's the biggest thing is it doesn't happen overnight. And you're going to learn the game of patience and wishing it would happen faster. But it's just not. That's not the way Mother Nature works. But, man, you uh, if you're willing to wait that three to five years, whoo, it's putting trails in certain places, food plots in certain places, water in certain places, maximizing duck potential on the property. It's amazing what you can do with a small track of land, too. That's that's one of the cool things about it, too. I mean, you don't have to have 3,000 acres to have success, do you? Not at all. Not at all. I actually purchased my own place a few weeks ago, and we're in the process of trying to put together a first year plan which there's not a whole lot that happens on the first year you kind of kind of wait and see and see what the property has on it and see what you need to do kind of put together a list of things for the future but uh that's a 60 acre track so i'm excited to see what we can do out there now i've seen some some cool stuff done with 60 acre tracks in fact the first farm we had it was split by a highway and then and another place it was like it was split by a road so it was like these small sections so that's the way we went about the management as if that were the sect we're going to maximize that section then we're going to maximize that section and so on and we had really really good success doing you know taking that approach well, I mean, if you talk take from a deer hunting aspect, if you're trying to make a property best it can be for deer hunting, I mean, 60 acres, yeah, everybody would love 500 or 1,000 or whatever it may be, but there's a lot of things you can do to a small property to have your core little herd of deer that use it. You know, you don't have to have a vast landscape, especially a deer. If you've got food, cover, water, and you leave them alone, they'll <laughs> No, no doubt about it. Jordan, I, I enjoy spending time with you. I, I, I mentioned to Jordan during the break that we, he and I have to get together more often and just tell just tell outdoor stories with each other. He's a bright young guy. He's done really well with his life. In fact, if you, you want to maximize your property, look up Jordan Blissett. I think you'll be glad you did. Jordan, have a great hunting season. We'll talk to you during the season. I appreciate y'all having me on, and uh, we'll holler at you about coming duck hunting here in a few weeks. Oh, yeah, I would, we'd love to, my friend. Hey, take care. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure. When we come back on the other side, we're actually going to talk about ducks with Houston Havens from the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. We'll see you after this. I said three Mississippi to this land called home. I breathe Mississippi till I'm dead and gone. Just carry on. Okay. If you want to get your Christmas shopping done early and save money, then stop by All Britain's Jewelry for our week-long holiday trunk show, November 13th to 18th, featuring 15% off Valora, Jude Francis, and Simon G. Jewelry. And the savings don't stop there. Take advantage of 20% off all diamond tennis bracelets and necklaces, as well as diamond stud and hoop earrings. Jewelry professionals will be on hand to assist with your purchase. So come see us, All Britain's Holiday Trunk Show, November 13th to 18th. All Britain's Jewelers. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? 
Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda's super quiet generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient, so you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassles that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon, where we've been serving you for over 30 years with the finest in outdoor equipment since 1993. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Hunting season is here, so let Steve Owen and the friendly staff get that truck or trailer along with that Ed Shed ready for your hunting camp so you can haul that big game back into town. We still have that full line of cars, trucks, and SUVs along with trailers on site or available for order. And don't forget those Ed Sheds for your backyard or hunting camps. Come see us at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon or online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. It's Congressman Michael Guest. America's veterans have defended our liberties. In return, our nation has promised to care for their health and wellness through the VA. Unfortunately, sometimes it's a challenging system. On the Appropriations Committee, I'm fighting to fully fund VA care and benefits, including expanding care for rural veterans. Of course, if you ever have issues with those benefits, please call my office. Paid for by official funds authorized by the House of Representatives. Dependable Pest Services searching for an experienced pest technician offering excellent pay and benefits including health insurance, retirement, and bonuses. At least one year of pest control experience is desired. Find more info on the careers page at dependablepest.net. Send resumes to dependablepestservice at gmail.com. I'm J.T. Mitchell and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Following a Friday decision to release Joshua Brown from jail after new evidence surfaced that it was highly unlikely he was even on the crime scene when a Jackson State student was killed a few weekends ago, a second suspect who was arrested for what officials said was accessory after the fact has been released as well. A judge decided earlier this morning that Jameson Kelly Jr. cannot be held liable if there isn't even enough evidence to convict Brown. If both Brown and Kelly are innocent, that means the person who killed Jackson State student Jalen Burns is still on the loose. And officials at Mississippi State are currently holding a press conference as the school decided to part ways with head football coach Zach Arnett. We'll keep you updated here on nearly 50 stations across the state as well as on supertalk.fm. Looking for something fun you and your family can do this weekend? Join Rebecca Turner every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. during Good Things to learn more about statewide events and happenings. Sponsored by the Mississippi Main Street Association. Farm Families of Mississippi reminds you to make this a safe holiday season. Keep it a happy holiday by making sure your elves are buckled up in the back seat. 
It's that time of the year again. Soon the weather will be getting colder, and like my family and I, hunters will be heading to the woods. I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services, and we want to keep you safe this season and help prevent tree stand injuries. Some important tree stand safety tips to remember include maintain three points of contact going up and down the tree, use a haul line, and always wear a safety harness. Please don't let your next hunt be your last. Tree stand safety is no accident. This message is brought to you by the Traumatic Brain Injury and Spinal Cord Injury Trust Fund Program. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi Minute with my friends. Just like that muddy river moving slow, ain't no hurry, that's how life goes. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. Listen, I can't tell you how much I enjoy visiting with uh, people like like, uh, Jordan Blissett. Uh, Lake Pickle, the long list of these young uh, conservationists that I that I enjoy spending time with, and hunters, and they love uh, they love just being in the outdoors, and it's infectious. I mean, as we chat about what hunting is all about, is you, it, it, hunting is about the experience. It's not about the actual shooting, even though it's great to get some of that meat and it's good to have success in our hunts, but. It's uh, it's wonderful to spend time with with uh, people like Jordan. We'll get him on more often. That is for sure. So now, actually, I'm going to give you a little hint here. We're going to Houston Havens, who's head of the waterfowl program. He's the waterfowl program coordinator for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Houston, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. You just reminded me I need to be starting to to find all my stuff and being sure it's in working order. I know, I know, man. Listen. Uh, we uh, we we got running water. <laughs> so, uh, actually, I, I say Mississippi's got running water, man. All over this state, there are there are power, electric powered pumps and diesel powered pumps working overtime right now to pump some water into some breaks because it's probably. We said that last year. We said there's a lot of diesel you know, fuel being burned, but there's even more going to get burned this year, isn't it? There is. Yeah, we've been uh, our, our wildlife management area staff have really been working hard trying to keep things running and uh, really kind of testing the limits of some of these uh, this wetland infrastructure we've got. But we're glad to have it in place, and I, I think it's going to be important for birds here in the next few weeks. My son Jordan was doing some uh, deer hunting, uh, not this weekend, but last weekend, I think. Yeah, it was, it was last weekend. <clears throat> and he went into a, an area where there's a pretty large pond, more almost like a small lake. And it's, you know, it's pulled back from this banks pretty significantly. It's up in the Mississippi Delta. And when he walked in there, it was literally loaded with wood ducks. And obviously, I mean, I think that's a signal of once the migratory birds start to come down, where there's water, they're going to congregate. That's that's what you're expecting, isn't it? It is. You know, and you mentioned that we've uh, got today's the first day of our November aerial waterfowl survey. And so we're going to get a good look at uh, a lot of dry land, of course, but um, it's going to be important to see um, if that is the case. You know, we know that we've got some migratory birds that are already here. And um, there's not going to be a whole lot of habitat across the Mississippi Delta or across the state in general, but we're going to see where those birds are using those well-managed habitats. 
Well, I did a post uh, a few weeks ago um, that reminded people who are in Mississippi, when we say migratory birds, what do we mean by that? And where are birds coming from? They're coming from, you know, up north the United States, North America, Canada. We know, we know what has to happen to get them from where they are now down here. And this has been an El Nino year, so it's supposed to be colder and wetter. I noticed that even next week, we're starting to see the wet, thank goodness. <laughs> and uh, uh, next week we're seeing the eastern part of America is going to be, it's going to be a significant chill. It's, I don't think it's going to make it all the way over yet, but it's coming. And, you know, the experts that I'm sure you're talking to tell you that expect it to be, to rain more, expect it to be colder, which could help deer, uh, deer season, listen, listen to me, could help our duck season, couldn't it? It sure could, yeah, and that, that's the name of the game is weather. Um, you know, from here on out, we're looking for strong uh, winter weather that's going to continually come from the north, uh, sweep down into the southeast. It uh, doesn't necessarily have to be really, really cold here in the southeast. Uh, you know, the birds are going are gonna to end up here if they, uh, if they have significant factors to, to push the migration down this far, and, and we do hope that that happens, of course. But um, yeah, it just makes for overall a better duck hunting experience if we do have cold weather, you know, for, for most of the winter. I follow closely <clears throat> DU and other organizations like them and the work they're doing really across the flyway and particularly up in Canada. Ed Penny has been a regular on the show and somebody I have a lot of respect for and he has responsibility for policy across you know, multiple states in this region of the United States. But when, when you think about you know, all the work that's going, up, going on up in Canada, what, do you, what, do you, what are they telling you about how, how it's going so far? How, how are Mississippi's ducks doing as they, work, as they uh, come this way? What are you expecting this year? Well, uh, you know, it's uh, it's too early to tell as far as what to expect uh, for Mississippi duck hunting. Um, weather is going to play the, the key factor there, but uh, duck populations are still doing well. And that's, a, as you said, a, a testament to the overall waterfowl conservation community. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of states do a lot of work within their states and then outside uh, their boundaries as well to, to work on breeding habitat and other things that are important for ducks outside of the duck season. And uh, yeah, our, our band returns show that we're getting ducks from all over the country and and from Canada, and so uh, we're we're anxious to get started. Uh, Going to be starting up uh, with our typical opener the day after Thanksgiving, and, and people are getting ready for it. They really are. Listen, I, I was reminded. I, I mentioned the Jordan during during our conversation that. Um, my friend Travis Dunn refers to the dust in the Mississippi Delta as baby powder. I mean, it's been so long since we, you know, the drought has just really run its toll. But we get this good rain, uh, you know, later last week. I mean, it rained all day for us on, on Friday. And so it, it actually pushed into to Saturday to some extent. And what happened is it, uh, it soiled like the first two inches. It's still hard underneath that, thank God. So you can go into a field, you're not going to rut, but you're going to slide all over the place. And you get reminded about what gumbo is all about. I mean, getting getting to the hunting ground, or in my case, I had to go pick up my friend Mark Creech, who had, who had shot a doe on a farm where we've got to take at least 20 does off of it. And um, man, oh man, did that mud pile up on my tires, man. You, you know, that, that's a signal that we're at hunting season, isn't it? 
That's right. You know, we uh, I think we've talked about on the show before that the different types of rain, you know, usually by this time of year, we're looking for those really good duck hole rains that are going to have a lot of runoff and, and fill wetlands. But uh, we're still in need of just the, the deer food plot kind of rains. You know, those slow rains, like you said, you got uh, Friday and Saturday. Not all the state got those. And so uh, we're, there's still a lot of that powder out there. Yeah, I know. I know there is. And I think we're supposed to get a little bit more rain this week. It was first going to be a tremendous amount of rain, but it looks like the low in the Gulf is going to stay a little bit further south. I still would think we're going to get some periphery off of that for a lot of Mississippi. Again, just not talking about ducks, but certainly as it relates to the food plots, it'd be nice to get, you know, even a tenth or two tenths or three tenths of an inch on top of what we got last week because germination is happening and food plots are starting to come up. It was going to be weird to go into to hunt hunting season, you know, gun hunting season with uh, with brown food plots, you know, just dirt food plots. And now we got a chance to at least have some germination. And uh, it's looking good as we get toward the rut. We're going we I think the food plots for those for those folks that didn't germinate early and then get fried, um, we got lucky and for the most part as it relates to that, we're going we're looking at having sort of a normal food plot situation for, you know, as we get into December and that's going to be good. But boy, from a duck point of view, Houston, and as you pointed out, we need some soaking rain, don't we? That's right. And, you know, we we tried to do our part by scheduling to be in an airplane this week. And so we figured that was the best thing that we could do to, to make it rain. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it just seems to always work out that way. But uh, we'll we'll work this week and, and catch the good days when we can. And we'll definitely welcome the rain when it does come. We well, look, you guys, for people who have not heard you and I talk before, you know, we, we've had a lot of conversations about our far for, for forefathers being so smart to set, a, set aside so much public land, you know, across the state, whether it be in national forest land or whether it be in management areas that, that you guys manage. But as it relates to ducks in the wildlife management areas, you've got, you guys have developed sort of a year after year best practice that has, uh, that has really paid dividends, even in situations where we may not have the ducks we hope we get because we didn't have the conditions north of us the way we needed to have those conditions. You guys still had ducks. So you've been very consistent there, but that has taken a lot of hard work, hasn't it? It has. You know, we uh, we have our wildlife management areas that you mentioned across the state, and we uh, we manage those as best we can with the you know varying conditions. Uh, this year was a challenge with the with things just turning off really dry in the late summer and, and persisting until now. But uh, we do have a, a variety of setups for people to use those public lands, whether it's a, a draw hunt, which is focused more on the quality and and you know not as much of the quantity of people on the area. And then we also still have those areas that are open. For, for freelance hunters to be able to go hunting when they can. And so uh, we get a lot of feedback about our public areas and uh, we're always trying to try to work to, to make it better for Mississippi hunters. Well, I mean, I congratulate you guys on so much great work as it relates to that. And the hunters of Mississippi have been the benefactors. And 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 the secret's kind of out, which is why you guys have to work to sort of manage uh, the popularity of, of uh, waterfowl hunting on the, on the wildlife management areas. Kind of remind people what that's all about. Yeah, I mean, this year in particular will be a, a prime example of the just Houston, when I asked you that question, I realized we we're at the end of this segment. When we get back on the other side, Houston will talk to us about the popularity of duck hunting on the on the Mississippi wildlife fed, uh, management areas, and we'll talk about some of the efforts underway to try to manage that and what you should know as a hunter. We'll see you about uh, about that on the other side. We'll see you after this break. 
truly serious about their health have trusted and counted on Specialty Pharmacy for over 25 years. Their expert recommendations combined with only the highest quality vitamins and herbal supplements continuously produce results. Behind Primo's Cafe, off Lakeland Drive in Flowood, Specialty Pharmacy. Feel your best. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. Fall is here and Callaway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. Save the date. Callaway's Christmas open houses will be the first two Sundays in November with refreshments and door prizes every half hour. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery, all 20 to 50% off. We have a large selection of ceramic pots, all sizes, all colors, all on sale. Callaway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Don't forget Callaway's Christmas open houses, the first two Sundays in November. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the afternoon. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Hi, this is Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. At Two Men in a Truck, we've added a new service option to our brand, Junk Removal. Whether you're deep cleaning, renovating, or staging your home to sell, our two-men-in-a-truck junk removal option is perfect to get the job done. Our professionally trained moving and junk removal teams will load and haul away your unwanted junk for you. Visit twomenandatruck.com to learn more and get a free junk removal quote. That's twomenandatruck.com. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. 
Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires. Just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. Follow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Houston Havens, who's head of the waterfowl program for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. He's a great friend of this show, a great friend of mine, somebody I have so much respect for. I actually ran into him at the top of the hill on 430 right outside Greenwood. Uh, if it wasn't last year, it was the year before last year, but it was great to actually see in person. Person, Houston. Yeah, it was good running into you. It's uh, it's always a uh, surprises me, or shouldn't surprise me anymore. You know, it's a small world running into people in uh, lots of small towns. It is, it is a small world. And I said as a publisher all the time, I was always amazed at people who burn bridges. Yeah, there is no future in burning bridges because what goes around comes around. We may disagree on this issue, but don't burn the bridge. We can love each other on the next one. Let's let's just be respectful and friends. But but some people have very short sighted um, points of view when it comes to conflict, and. Um, and they forget how small the world really is, man. I have a friend of mine who went over to, he went over to France, and his brother had gone over like a month before and was just, you know, on a doing the railroad tour as you know, as a single by himself. My friend was actually with a church group, and he's standing in France at a at a uh, um, uh, some some kind of some kind of celebration they were having and three people to his right stood his brother and this is before cell phones so they had no idea they were both in this in this in this town again another reminder of how small this world really is um, Houston so when we went to break we we're talking about the pot the wildlife management areas are super popular from a waterfowl point of view so you guys have to put some provisions in place to manage that so let's talk about that yeah, particularly in a year like this where it's just so dry, we're hearing from uh, a lot of people who typically hunt private lands and maybe even have the means to put some water on their private lands. But, you know, it's just it, it's taking so long to pump that water. It's so dry. It's costing a lot of money, whether it's electricity or diesel to do that. And so public lands that have managed shallow water on them when the season opens are, are just going to be um, a, a lion's share of the of the managed habitat that's out there for ducks and so 
Uh, we'll see this week uh, what those areas are looking like as far as duck abundances. We expect uh, those to be pretty good. And, um, you know, just like we were talking about earlier, it's going to be really popular with duck hunters as well. It's, you know, the available water is probably going to have uh, decent numbers of birds on them. And that's what we typically see in a, in a dry uh, year like this to start the season off. And so we you do different management situations no. with, uh, with draw hunts and with open areas to kind of give people a, a variety of options. So we're okay. So people can go to your website and learn more because each each one has a little uh, you know different uh, complexion or di- dimension to it. How do they learn more about it? Yep, uh, mdwfp.com and look under wildlife management areas. You can look at the specific area that you're interested in hunting or maybe several options uh, to look at, just like you said, there's differences in how those waterfowl hunts are run, whether they're completely draw only. Some of those draw areas might have standby opportunities where you can show up the morning of a hunt and kind of take a chance on filling a spot that somebody didn't show up for. Or you can uh, you know, choose to target those areas that just have open hunting certain days of the week. Really cool. Hey, listen, I, I was about to interrupt you a few minutes ago. I was so, sorry for that. What I was going to say is that it'd be interesting if we could somehow know how many pumps are running across this state. That wouldn't that, that'd be actually a great barometer, wouldn't it, about where water is and where water isn't? Uh, if you could literally look at a map of Mississippi and see every single dot is where there's a running um, um, pump. But suffice it to say, I bet there's a bunch. Yeah, that, that's probably one thing that we're going to see a lot of, you know, as we're flying this week is, uh, you know, just seeing where those pumps are, are starting to put a little water on the landscape and um, just looking at how birds are responding. Uh, they're they're going to find good habitat if it's available. Wow. We uh, One of the pumps, um, my buddy Travis sent a video of uh, they were pumping sort of a, a really nice bottom that's got, you know, some hardwoods in it and just really beautiful, just a great area to, for duck habitat. And uh, the water coming out, you know, from from a well was just so beautiful, man. As it was, it was running. You could like move your head away from the pipe and just look at the running water. And it, and you know, with those hardwoods in the background, it felt like Gatlinburg, a stream at Gatlinburg or something. It was so pretty. But uh, it's a it's a dynamic time of the year, and we're we're Mississippi, the wildlife community in Mississippi, the the, the hunting community in Mississippi is is transitioning, and the whole landscape is. Starting to change, isn't it? It is. You know, people are excited about getting out. Uh, they're they're calling the office a lot, asking about public lands, about all you know all the variety of opportunities that we have across the state of Mississippi. So it's a it's a great time of year to get out. So uh, so now as you shift gears, what, what do you go, I mean? What do you, what do you do today? What's on your agenda for the next couple of weeks? Well, today I'm in the office uh, just handling a few meetings uh, while Darren Hardesty, our waterfowl program biologist, is flying uh, our, our first day of our waterfowl survey. It's going to take about three good weather days to get that survey done, and so he and I will alternate uh, with being the observer in the plane. And so that's our main goal this week is getting that survey done, try to have a report up uh, by early next week before the waterfowl season opener to kind of show people where we are uh, relative to, to past years and, and what the duck abundance and distributions look like across the state. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Listen, uh, Houston Havens from the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, thanks for coming on and talking about waterfowl. I can, we'll have you back on in a couple of weeks just to kind of get an update. Sure. Sounds great.
Okay, my friend. Hey, listen, uh, I always say this, but, but please stay safe in the outdoors. The most experienced hunters among us are the ones who drop their guard and get serious injury. Wear a safety strap. Unload your gun. Keep your breech open. Do all the things you got to do to stay safe. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.